Logan has a peanut allergy. The fact that they're working on that is wonderful to be able to go out and be at ease. Know that if there is a cross-contamination that, you know, we won't wind up in the emergency room, God forbid. A high school in Cincinnati is putting a mandatory drug testing policy in place, and it wants parents to pay. Live to CBS's Peter King. Those tests are coming to a Cincinnati-area Catholic school for what it calls a wellness program starting next month. Baden High School test every student at least once a year. Parents will be notified of a positive test. Medical professionals will then evaluate the student with a follow-up test in 90 days. No punishment for a first offense, Deborah, but a second means a 10-day suspension, and third could mean expulsion. All expenses would be paid by the student or family, Deborah. Democrats will have to make way for another contestant in the race for their party's presidential nomination. Former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick tells CBS this morning. I've been waiting for a moment like this my whole life. And by that, I don't mean a moment to run for president, but a moment when the appetite for big ideas is big enough. Political correspondent Ed O'Keefe. How Patrick can quickly build up a campaign, raise the millions of dollars needed, and make it into the debates remains unclear. No one in the modern era has ever entered the race for president this late in the game and prevailed. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill will learn more about a phone call that got all the attention at yesterday's public impeachment hearing. The State Department staffer who overheard the conversation between President Trump and EU Ambassador Gordon Sondland is prepping to testify behind closed doors tomorrow. S&P futures are down six. What do you do when there's a foot of snow on the high school football field and you're hosting the next game? People in the village of Edwardsburg, Michigan, got together and cleared it off themselves. Ken Bone is among them. Small town, tight-knit community just makes everybody just get behind a cause of something. And the Eddie's football team has such great success over the last few years that it just seems to be one roll. Edwardsburg hosts DeWitt on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Dow Futures off 47. This is CBS News. Behind every moment shared with the ones you love is a plan that helped make it happen. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. My name is Brandon. I am a manager of tire sales at Firestone Complete Auto Care. When you come here to get service, we're going to take care of your car. Because you take care of your car, your car is going to take care of you. Come in for the Firestone Complete Auto Care Epic Sales Event and save $100 when you spend $500 or more. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Valid November 14th through November 17th. Exclusions apply. Cannot be combined with other offers. Additional fees may apply where lawful. See store for details. A heart in my tasty honey nut Cheerios? Cereal. You trying to tell me you love me? Actually, it's reminding you that it can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. Wait! Ah! They can help lower cholesterol? I've been so focused on the sweet, tasty taste that I completely forgot. Now I'm in love. <laughs> Learn more about making Honey Nut Cheerios part of your heart-healthy lifestyle by picking up a box at your local grocery store. Women take center stage at the Country Music Association Awards on ABC. Quite a trio. The hosts, Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre, and Carrie Underwood. The show honored and highlighted the women of country music. Much has been made about the lack of female artists on country music stations. It was thought that Underwood might become the first female to win Entertainer of the Year since 2011. And then the winner was announced. Garth Brooks. Bud Michigan, CBS News. Manhattanite Alicia Keys will be at the Staples Center in L.A. to host the Grammy Awards for a second time. She made the announcement to her alter ego. The Grammys! And you're barely practicing! I'm doing the Grammys. I know that. January 26th, day after my birthday, live, CBS. Keys has won 15 Grammy Awards. She'll announce the nominees next Wednesday. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, Protect My Car is announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-951-4172 now. 
Drivers who are covered by Protect My Car will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free car rental at no additional cost. Call Protect My Car for your free quick quote today. 800-951-4172. 800-951-4172. What do you have to lose? Again, 800-951-4172. Studies show that people with good oral health are more likely to have good overall health. That's why it's so important to maintain a healthy diet, to brush your teeth at least twice a day for two minutes, to floss once a day, and remember to see your dentist regularly. Ohio Dental Association dentists are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Alpine Heating and Cooling is a local, veteran-owned HVAC contractor providing you comfort with their best guaranteed prices, 24-7 emergency service, 10-year warranties on new systems, and free estimates. Alpine, with a Y, uses quality products from top brands like Ream and LG. Call them at 740-591-2777 or email bill at alpinehvac.com. Alpine Heating and Cooling, helping you stay cool and drop it like it's hot. When the pimp's in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Stop by and enjoy the wonderful atmosphere of the expanded Bunch of Grapes Tavern and Cutler's Restaurant at the Ohio University Inn. Enjoy weekly specials like Prime Rib Sundays, Martini Mondays, Italian Tuesdays, and Wine Down Wednesdays. In addition to award-winning dining, the Ohio University Inn offers rooms with amenities such as free Wi-Fi, pet-friendly rooms, and a 24-hour fitness center. Come visit the Gateway to Ohio University. The Ohio University Inn, located at 331 Richland Avenue in Athens. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. going to get warm <laughs> not really just warmer and uh, that'll be welcome of course it's our monthly visit minus a few months with the mayor of Athens Steve Patterson today Right here on the party line. Kind of cloudy out there right now, but they're saying it's going to get up to, um, oh, uh, I'm trying to say it's supposed to be sunny. So we'll see how the day progresses. Anyway. Um, let's see here. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's great being back on the show. Yeah. Well, we had to take a little break. The yep. FCC rules and st- things like that. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about all of that and the, the, the campaign process, the, all that sort of thing. And, um, you know, it, it's something you can't avoid. You have to go through it. <laughs> you do. And <laughs> yes. it consists of meeting with a number of groups, often with your opponent or opponents, in, depending on you know the situation, and being asked a lot of questions and then asking your point of view on various topics and things like that. And And one of the things that occurred to me is... You know, could it be? I, I mean, I went through it a few years, but not in the same capacity as the mayor. Um, but could it be that you had some new discoveries? You know, that there were some points that people brought up in those meetings that 
hadn't really resonated yet with you. That's true. I mean, <clears throat> that and, is very true that there are things that come up that um, that either you hadn't thought about before or um, no one really came to you and said, you know, X is an issue. Um, and so if you don't hear those things from the citizens and, you know, Dave, you, you and I have seen each other in various functions around oh, sure. the city and yeah. a lot of different capacities. And so I, I bring that up in that, you know, I attend lots of functions, <laughs> lots of functions all throughout the city all year round, uh, you know, for the past three and years, nine months, mm-hmm. uh, 10 months. And, um, but in who's the, counting, right? In the, yeah, okay. yeah, that's all right. I'm just kidding. Um, and so, again, if you think about it, all those, all that that amount of time, the number of conversations that you're having, uh, the number of people that you engage with, it, which is thousands upon thousands. Um, and again, if you don't, if there isn't something that you hear, you know, even once, uh, but if you don't hear it from multiple voices saying, you know, this is an issue. Um, then you're you're not going to know about it. I mean, it's not rocket science. Um, and so there there are things that uh, during this campaign season that that uh, did arise, and and I learned from and said, okay, there's ways we can help facilitate, uh, you know, solving problem X. Uh, the other thing, just to share, um, mm-hmm. this year during the campaign season. Um, I decided to take a different approach. Um, typically, when you're campaigning, you get what's called a walking list. You go to the Board of Elections and say, okay, I need a walking list with you know the addresses for X, you know the people who voted in the last mayoral election or whatever. And so you, you go to those individuals. Well, it makes sense because you're, you're being more efficient at going door-to-door and engaging with people. But this year, I decided, you know, since... I'm the mayor of everybody in the city of Athens um, that I am going to uh, go to every door in the city of Athens, or at least as many as I physically can possibly um, go to. And, you know, when you think about it, the city of Athens is, uh, we brought this up before, it's 192, one-way miles of street in the city of Athens. It's a, mm-hmm. That's a lot of miles. And then you start adding the long driveways that people may have or the flights of steps to get up to someone's front door. Um, <clears throat> so you, you got a good work. Done. I think I did. I, I believe I lost about 20 pounds during no the process. No kidding. <laughs> no. Oh. No. And I was just talking to someone the other day. They said, well, you should keep that up. And I'm going, <laughs> hey, if I lose another 20 <laughs> for the next four years, there's not going to be much left to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway. It uh, it was great, and and I bring that up too because um, that's another uh, experience, Dave, where you start talking with people, and mm-hmm. it may be it may be things that that um, are really important to that property owner, i.e., you know, why is there water always seem to be seeping out of the you know the the street in front of my house? And yes. it's like, and I'd walk over and take pictures of it, and I'd immediately send it to Engineering and Public Works and saying, guys, we need to look into this because this even to me does not look right. Um, or you know, issues. And right now, I can think of maybe three places in my general neighborhood where that's the case. Okay. You know, and and um, and you wonder why? Why is that happening? You know, right? It's got. It can't be a good thing. Well, <laughs> it, correct, correct. And in some cases, um, what I've learned after the fact, because our street crews did get out and look at um, the 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 water issue or whatever. And some mm. of it, as we all know, I mean, there there are springs oh, sure. all over this city. And in some cases, some of these springs, um, you know, after <clears throat> a period of rain or, or sometimes not, um, that we start to see water seeping here, there, and elsewhere. And so sometimes there's not a lot that can be done about that. But in other cases, they'll test the water and find out, no, wait a minute, this has, you know, the, 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 uh, the, 
way we treat our water to make sure it's all safe and clean, well, they can identify those substances and go, no, no, this is city water. You know, Mm. we need to dig up the the street or whatever and repair it. So there was a lot of that um, that I came across. And and that was good, too, because, you know, doing my civic responsibility is making sure that our maintenance workers are aware of something. Uh, Other things that came up, which was interesting, was line of sight. Um, you know, issues at intersections and whatnot and making sure that our guys could get out there and do some pruning of of shrubs or bushes or trees or whatever to help correct um, as best as possible some of the line of sight issues. Um, and, and sometimes if it's on public, I'm sorry, on private property, you know, code has to say, would you mind? That's correct. And, and not so much would you mind, that's just being polite. But... Uh, it, it needs to happen even at um, private intersection corners. You know what I mean? That's true. Right. So right. Um, and some people don't want to do that. They love their bushes, but it's got to be done. Right. Anyway, well, again, um, you know, maybe between, because this is a question that I didn't tell you about in advance. And, and so maybe... By the next time we meet in December, I guess, you know, if you could identify one or two or three things that particularly were new to you, that you hadn't given so much thought to until the campaign occurred. And uh, we'll just discuss them a little bit. Sure. Plenty of other stuff to talk about today, certainly. Um, You know, one of the things is you recently uh, were in London, England. I was. I was. And um, a program called Jobs Ohio, I think it's called. Well, Jobs Ohio um, helped sponsor and worked with a group called the the London Stock Exchange Group Elite. Um, And it's a... It's not so, so much a group as it is. It is a group, but it, it's it's a program that they have. Um, many years ago, over in Italy, um, this group of of business owners got together and said, "You know, we need to strengthen our our national economy, mm-hmm. and one of the ways we can do that is really help um, get businesses, mid level businesses, connected with." other businesses or other business opportunities and help them grow and and kind of expand to the next level, which if you do something like that, obviously it's going to be a positive force multiplier for your own local economy or national economy. And, and then over time, the elite group grew um, to where they were uh, in 30 plus countries around the globe. Um, However, they weren't doing anything uh, uh, like the training that they provide. They weren't doing anything in the United States. And so Jobs Ohio, um, a couple of years back, connected with the London Stock Exchange Group elite um, uh, group and got together and said, you know, we would like to um, bring you to Ohio to provide training. And um, Ohio University or a professor at Ohio University had some connections and um, and was able to also help facilitate that training taking place here in Athens, and the training was on Ohio University campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I was contacted by Jobs Ohio to uh, see if I could help identify mid-level businesses um, that you know may want to um, make the leap to expansion and to grow. And as I was being, as this, I can't imagine anyone saying no. Well, exactly. You know, right? I mean, doesn't each business wish to grow? You know, I I do. Well, um, anyway, I I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, this is that's good. I mean, sure, uh, but there were some that that I did contact, and they said, "Yeah, no, I've heard about this, but you know, we're just not ready yet." So there uh, there was that too, I which see. is interesting. Yeah. So, um, but as I was as this training was being described to me, I started thinking, you know, if this is helping businesses with things like branding and marketing and workforce development and, uh, um, you know, um, financial forecasting, you know, all these different things that they provided training because they had, what they would do is they'd bring in experts from across the nation and around the globe would fly in, 
provide training because they may have been, you know, the the um, oh the the marketing person for Target or for um, Elmer's Glue or Elmer's uh, Corporation, something like that. And so we would have these individuals come in, and there was always a theme for each training. There was ten training sessions over the course of the year. Anyway, as I'm listening to this, I'm going, this would be great for, you know, for a mayor to be involved in. I said, can a mayor go through this training? And and they looked at me and said, we've never had a mayor go through this before. Absolutely. And the thing that, that was interesting over time is that they kept coming back to me saying, why did we never think about opening this up to a municipal leader to go through this program? So that's kind of a change that they're going to create uh, within the London Stock Exchange Group elite. Um, so anyway, back to your initial <laughs> point about this is that all the training, like I said, was at Ohio University throughout the year. There's train 10 training sessions. And the final graduation, though, was over in London. So I went over for that. And that was fascinating as well, because it wasn't just the graduation. It was this bigger international um, kind of conference, if you will. There were sessions all day. It was a Sunday and a Monday. And they had sessions to where you're listening to panels and how they have um, really uh, grown their companies and more importantly, networked with other growing companies and uh, not creating a conglomeration, but, you know, with these partnerships or these relationships, you know, everyone knows if they've got problem X, they can reach out to, you know, said company that may have gotten it right and they will share information with each other. So it was, it was really cool. It was great to connect. Uh, also had the opportunity during that visit, um, part of it was that that for those of us that were able to attend, um, and there was uh, nine other companies that were involved in the training all year long. Um, one of them local um, is uh, Jackie O's Brewing Company um, went through the the elite training as well, and others did too. Um, and um, during our our time in London. We had the opportunity to spend uh, a little bit of time with the U.S. ambassador to the U.K. Um, and talking about um, opportunities with engaging with the ambassador, but also creating even more partnerships and network relationships with the other businesses internationally. You know, my whole thing is always knowing full well that we need to continue to diversify our economic, uh, our economy here in Athens, our local economy, and to continue to make it strong and grow. You know, that, that while I was there, I was talking to a number of international companies to say, you know, there's this great place called Athens. And uh, what you, you know, either the technology that you're working on, is there you know, the possibility that you might find the city of Athens uh, and Ohio University is a good place to set up because I could see there being a connection there. So it was, it was, I think, a rewarding process to go through. It was a very informative process to go through all year long. Uh, and I think, I think most importantly, the ability to establish um, and grow relationships with other industries, uh, other businesses, and then the group itself, the, the others that were going through the training, that was a lot of fun as well to listen to them and listen to some of their challenges because it, you know, it in, better informs me as to what some of the businesses that were going through, what their struggles were, and are the things that that city could do better. Speaking of the you know, camp, campaign trail and what you may learn that you didn't know before, uh, there was things, opportunities like that that came up. There are trade associations. <clears throat> and broadcasting has a variety of trade associations. And each of them um, um, have annual meetings and conventions. And there's, you know, a variety of classes that are given at those events. And then also all of the suppliers um, have booths. And, and you can, you know, spend several days walking through the convention center looking at all this new equipment that can improve. You know what I mean. I do. Okay, yeah. so 
you know, why shouldn't government and, um, you know, why shouldn't you have a trade association, too, that helps you become better? And this is kind of along those lines. It is. It is of sorts. And to your point, um, I think we've talked about this in the show before, there are two groups in particular that I um, am am either... um, well, and I, I didn't mean to imply that government doesn't have such a thing. I just meant that these are helpful. No, they're very helpful. You know, this afternoon, the Mayor's Partnership for Progress will be having our monthly meeting. And that's a, an organization that I belong to. I'm the vice president for the, for the uh, Mayor's Partnership for Progress. And it's 15 Appalachian counties um, representing 70, give or take, municipalities in those 15 counties um and it's where the mayors come together now we've never had all 70 municipality mayors in one room that'd be really cool but that's Mm. not ever happened Mm -hmm. um but um we get together and we talk about challenges and we talk about successes um and we learn from each other we help each other certainly um and in some cases we even mentor uh, mentor each other's Mm -hmm. you know because there's going to be a, a change in the mayor's partnership for progress. Um, I was kind of tracking the election results from other municipalities, and and uh, there's going to be kind of a, 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 a there will be a change in those who attend the mayor's partnership for progress. And so that's that's where um, I think these the new mayors that are coming on um, will be. Um, looking to those of us who have been on mayor's partnership for progress for a while now to, to, you know, seek some guidance or get, get some advice from. So that's one. The other one is what's called the Ohio mayor's Alliance. Uh, I think we've talked about this before as well. That one is um, also kind of the same thing, but it, it, it's interesting in that the Ohio mayor's Alliance um, was put together to bring the 30 largest cities, the mayors of the 30 largest cities together at the table and kind of talk through, again, the issues that they're dealing with or to uh, um, uh, consult with each other or whatever. And they've been meeting for um, a, a couple of years, I believe. And, the interesting thing about the Ohio Mayor's Alliance is that the, um, the the 30 largest cities, you know, the bar is kind of set at 40,000, 50,000 population. Well, when we look around Appalachian, Ohio, and in particular Southeast Mm-mm. Ohio, there are no cities no. of that size. No. So we could, you know, we're... Now, kind of, let me just ask about that. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I've always been told, or maybe I assume, regardless, um, that the... The distinction between a um, the definition of a city would be five thousand or greater population. Correct. That is correct. That is correct. Okay. And a village can be any size. You know, let's. I'll use. Uh, I'll use from a crossroads to four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. My my dear friend, uh, Mayor Gary Guzman. You know, the mayor of Amesville. Amesville's population, I believe, is one hundred and fifty six, um, or somewhere in that neighborhood. Really, I would have thought it was just a touch larger. But okay. Yeah. And they have a government and a mayor. And what? Uh, and what a neat place too. It is. It is. And you know, I have to give a, a shout out to Mayor Guzman. He's doing such wonderful work up there for the village of. Of Amesville, and I think most mayors um, within our county are, are doing good things for their communities. Uh, no, they uh, have to. I mean, you, you, you know, do. It's your job. You well, you get voted out if you don't. Yeah, you know, pretty, pretty well, simple process. Sure. Anyway, so the um, the mayor of Chillicothe and I, um, Mayor Luke Feeney, we kind of lobbied uh, with the Ohio Mayor's Alliance to see if we could have some level of representation on the Ohio Mayor's Alliance. And we were successful. Um, they gave us a, a, a voting seat at the table. So I serve in that capacity, too, to where I am a member of the Ohio Mayor's Alliance, which is wonderful because, you know, when you look at the collective 
strength, if you will, for this group where you've got the, you know, the uh, Mayor uh, Andy Ginther of, of Columbus and you've got Mayor Brown of Youngstown and you've got the Mayor of Akron, you know, Canton, Toledo, Dayton, uh, Cincinnati, and then I go on and on and on. Um, and you're there together trying to solve some very common problems, but also being able to, as a group, um, have a level of, of strength in getting things before the governor or getting, lobbying really. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. So I, I, I just share that with you that, uh, well, kind of related to all of this, um, you know, so far we've just really been talking about jobs a lot. Um, didn't you have a, a meeting last week about job creation? Oh, we did. We did. Now, what, what group was that? Well, uh, Jennifer Flatter, who's the executive director for Impact Ohio, uh, which is a, a uh, organization um, that is bipartisan, um, or nonpartisan, and it, they always meet right after the election and talk about things as we we're just talking about job creation, job creation, economic development, um, you name it, you know, everything in the job sector world. And we had some, some, uh, rather important people here, um, during that particular session, uh, uh, Ms. Flatter was able to have the lieutenant governor, John Husted, come down, and he was the keynote speaker. Uh, we also had Secretary of State here. We had the um, uh, state treasurer, um, Robert Sprague, was here, had a, a, a number of other people. There was lots of people. They had panels all day long, and it was talking about everything from opportunity zones to, to uh, regional and state development. So this would have been through what campus organization? Would this like um, College of Business or? Well, the Voinovich School had. Oh, Voinovich School. Okay, had several, I missed that. Several panels. Um, uh, Jason Jolly, Doctor Jolly was yeah. there and led a panel. Um, we had uh, Faith Knutson um, was on a panel. It, it was kind of a, a mix. I see that. So it was. It was uh, it was a, a real wonderful day, but to have the lieutenant governor down um, and to, to like I said be one of the, the keynote speakers was great. Um, lieutenant governor was also over in London when I was there, and I got to meet and chat with him uh, a couple times. Um, once with the uh, when we were visiting with the ambassador, and, uh, and the day before we had kind of a meet and greet session and. And that was great because that was my first opportunity to actually get to speak with the lieutenant governor for the state of Ohio, um, which I never had that opportunity prior to this, the current administration with Governor DeWine and Lieutenant Governor Hustad. Well, you know, the chair you're sitting in, um, I've had as guest uh, three different governors. Have you really? Yeah. So, you know, um. Well, I'm, I think we're so lucky to be able to attract these kind of meetings to our region. I do too, Dave. And, you know, one of the things that I have done since, uh, well, even before I became mayor, I did this when I was a city council member at large, is knowing how important it is for people to know about Athens, mm. for people to... Um, to uh, there was something that was uh, kind of a, a moniker that was running around out there a couple of years ago, and it was I didn't like it, um, but it somewhat made sense to me. And it was, you know, the forgotten Ohio. Um, and I took that seriously in that I need to be that person who gets out there and says, you know what? We're doing wonderful things here in the city of Athens and in Athens County, and you need to know about us and you need to recognize that we're here. And. That's kind of my continued charge is to make sure that Athens is relevant on the the county, the state, the national stage, um, and to get people interested in Athens. Sure. sure. Well, um, the the companies that have been attracted, um, 
have thoroughly enjoyed being here and still do. You I, know? I agree. So um, it's it's just if they just try it, they'll like it. That's almost like some sort of booze or something. Right? <laughs> anyway, I don't know where that came from. Um, let's uh, let's talk about some other things going on. Um, let's see here. Where should we start? Wait, let's start with um, uh, a real annoying place. Okay, and that's Richland Avenue between the West Green and crossing over to like Grover. Um, just just at the base of the. Former bridge for the Hawking, uh, going uptown, right? Right. So, At first, I thought you were going to say City Hall, but uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, but but what I mean is that there's there's been concern about um, pedestrian passageways, and it it kind of wreaks havoc with with people trying to get back and forth in that area. And so there was a design that was um, batted around some and tweaked and now it's ready to be built and and the funding is there and all of that sort of thing and all the parties are in in agreement now what (laughs) i'm glad you brought that up because i think this is important for you know everyone who's listening to to know is the project will be released march 1st of 2020 and the uh the, the the contract is that it will be finished by September 11th. Okay. Um, and so that's the time frame. there's going to be, and we'll, we'll make sure we get lots of messaging out and hopefully Dave, we can at least kind of just broach this, you know, for the next few shows. Sure. Um, and that is that we will make sure that everyone is well informed about the detour and how you will get around this because it's, it's, it's literally building a bridge mm-hmm. um we're going to elevate the road deck and create a passageway underneath for the the uh, uh pedestrians to get through because we see so much i mean if i were to go up there during you know almost any time during the day but certainly when classes are changing you know uh that there's a lot of car stacking that takes place oh yeah and uh, you know, before and after ball games too. True, uh, true. all that sort of thing. It, it just is one of the most um, used crossings, and uh, for the campus. And so, um, I think the plan makes sense. I like the architectural renderings I've seen so far, and uh, so it's kind of exciting. But March twentieth, you said no, March first. March first. Excuse me. March 1st is when we release the project and they will hit the ground running. And what we'll do is certainly have to detour and, and yeah. the detour, one of the detours will be to turn onto South Schaefer, onto Schaefer. And if you're going uptown, you'll go up Schaefer and then onto West Union and then turn right onto West Union if you're going uptown and then you head up that way. Uh, to get into the uptown area, so um, that makes sense. Or if you're like me, um, I'm likely during this process to, you know, get on to 33, uh, 3250, and go down and take the uh, that Rock Riffle exit and yeah. jump on to the Stimson Avenue sure. bridge and cross over and get into town that way. So there's there's multiple options out there, there but are. just know that that's going to be happening. I just want everyone to be well informed. That starting March 1st. And six months later, it's going to be done, and it's going to be cool. It will be cool. Uh, I, speaking of which, speaking of cool, um, I'm going to kind of go uptown, Dave. Okay. Um, we just got notification from um, from ODOT, Ohio Department of Transportation, that we were successful on two uh, grants, um, well, two funding mechanisms Um to where we're going to be um, receiving $1,005,000 from what's called the Transportation Alternative Program, and the other is the Safety Program, to do improvements, much like we did on West Union, between court and Congress, um, up on Washington Street, between college and Congress, and on State Street between College and Congress. 
I think I got lost in there somewhere. But what are these improvements? Um, well, if you remember after the fire that took place on... Oh, I do know what you're talking about now. Okay. Okay, so, you know, and I, I tell you what, I wasn't completely on board with that. Okay, fair enough. But I am now. Okay, so folks, um, think of that uh, first block of West Union. Uh, so you've got um, Jackie O's there. You've got uh, the the um, Asian uh, what it was Fusion Noodle. Fusion Noodle. You've got you've the got College Bookstore. You got um, Uptown Dogs for all, T-shirts yeah, and clothes. Okay. Or nine now it's called uh, whatever. whatever. So the point is they they built. Um, they widen it a little bit and put in kind of architecturally neat parking spaces and then benches. And it, it just, it's really community, community. Okay? It is. And if you remember, I mean, and if you don't remember, go up to Washington Street or up to State Street and look at the poles that the street lights are hanging from. They're the old concrete poles that have the cobra head lights on them well on west union we put the uptown decorative lights those those more attractive mm -hmm. street lights along there that will be the same on washington and state street okay, so, so let me yeah. let me get this in my head so i we just described where at your desire this happened and now that it's done i really like it now where what are the new areas that are going to get this it will be on Washington Street, and it'll be between College Street and Congress. So it'll okay, be that two stretch, blocks. two blocks. And okay. then it'll be two blocks of State Street, again, between College or Mill Street. Uh, well, it's not. Yeah, no, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So it'll be between uh, that and Congress again, and it'll be basically doing very similar things. Okay, I like it. <laughs> Good. Well, you know. I had some misgivings about it initially, okay. but. Now that I've seen it, it works. It does work, and it's one of those things that we have got to do to where we are putting the best impression possible sure. for people coming to visit. You know, when we have visitation day, when, when OU's attracting, trying to attract new students, um, you know, we've got to change the the look in particular and the feel of what is the uptown area to where it looks good, it's attractive, making a good impression so that we can make sure that we are able to attract as and it's becoming very competitive by the way, Dave, when it comes to getting students to come to universities across the nation. Um, you know, there's some real struggles going on well, right that's now. That's been going on for years. Yeah, but uh, you know the the, the thing that. I'm going to get on my soapbox, folks. I Two days in a row, I guess. I am really annoyed right now with the Columbus Dispatch. Um, and I don't understand. Okay, so years ago, we had great journalism. We had all these, you know, terrific programs in reporting and news and all that stuff. And so our students would... Uh, get stories published all around the state uh, about things in Athens, good and bad, uh, and often uh, more bad than good because bad, naturally, the news director in Toledo is going to pick it up. Who wants to hear another good story, right? They want to always right. push, push the bad stuff. So uh, for years, uh, I would go to our conventions the Ohio Association of Broadcasters, and they would all be leaning on me saying, we are so tired of more Athens stories. Again, because the nature of our students were putting out stories because this is their where they were living and working. Mm -hmm. And they wanted their name on stories right. for the resumes. Okay, now, we've had this thing with hazing. And um, the dispatch has gone nuts with it, and so have some of the TV stations in Columbus. Uh, folks, the, first of all, hazing is awful. Yeah. 
Um, it should be done on a very mild level. I think teasing is part of uh, becoming part of a new organization to some degree. I went through it with the SAEs and so on. But um, it has to be done um, very carefully. And we have had instances where it wasn't. But so has every other campus, and some of them far worse than us. Why are we getting clobbered? Um, and, you know, we're hearing about, uh, well, because of birth trends and so on, of course our enrollment's dropping a little bit. And I get that. That's true of every campus. But this doesn't help. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so you want to get on the soapbox with me for a minute? No, I'll let you. Uh, okay, I'll let you grandstand. Well, that's that's it. Yeah, uh, it's so disappointing. Yeah. Um. Now, once again, you say if we can get them to town, or it's been said this many times, they'll come because our campus is so beautiful. It it's gorgeous. We have. You know, if, these things pop up all the time that you see, you know, oh, so-and-so voted the best of whatever. And, well, there is one thing out there that was, you know, ranked our campus, uh, our college community, our town gown community, whatever, as being one of the most beautiful campuses. And it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, I, I find the college screen, it's a gem, you know. And so, that said, um, you know, we've got to partner in making the rest of the city and the uptown area, you know, our center, our core attractive. Um, and as another update, we've talked about this, you know, because I've been working on it for, you know, almost four years now Mm -hmm. is the special improvement district. Um, we finally got, uh, to the 60% greater than 60% petitions signed for the property owners in the uptown area to create a special improvement district um, council uh, with a three-reading resolution. They um, adopted or accepted these petitions, and we sent it up to the state, and uh, I don't remember if it was the uh, Secretary of State or the auditor's office, whatever. They certified it. Um, took them, I guess, all of 45 minutes and certified it. So we now have a special improvement district in the uptown area. And the thing that's interesting with a SID, a special improvement district, is that money money um, that comes into the special improvement district can be used for beautification projects. And it can be anything from, you know, snow removal in the entire SID when we have a snow event. Uh, to contracting with someone to, on a regular basis, getting out and removing gum from the sidewalks, which to me is just crazy. Uh, litter pickup. Um, it can be for um, park benches. Right. Uh, it can be a number of different things. It can be sidewalk improvements. You know. So, the, but that's decided on by the members of the SID itself. But you know, that's another thing that has you know has finally. Um, come to fruition and that is creating a special improvement district but the intent behind all of it is really to make the uptown area look better you know hopefully attract businesses to fill some of our our vacant spaces on court street in the uptown area Um, you know we're going to unfortunately we're going to lose one of our longtime bookstores in the uptown area Um, the uh, University Bookstore or Follett's is going to be leaving us. But that's such a perfect location. It will have many purposes. It really will, yeah. Dave. Yes, it will. It's not, uh, well, anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, let me move on a little bit. So the, um, a few months ago, we talked about a thing called text-to-tip. And um, so if you are out and about and you see something that needs attention, um, you, you can text this to... Um, and then someone in the city gets it, and then they funnel it to the right department. Correct. Um, then I found an app called City Source. That's it. Same that's, thing. That's it. City Source is our app. You, um, as you well, just said, it has the same uh, opportunity. It you, does. You can notify uh, city 
different, whatever department is engaged will get this message. Someone knows what receives them all and then pushes them out in the right direction. Um, and it's a way of just um, um, expressing uh, concerns and noticing things that might be helpful to prevent things from getting worse. Um, like if you see that, we've talked about a little trickle of water recently um, during this show. Well, you know, that. who knows? That could be something more serious and it could break open any moment, right? So um, uh, that, that's, that's a good thing. The city app's called City Source. At city of Athens, City Source. You can get it and put it on your phone. I have. It's good. You can go to the city's website, and it'll basically walk you through downloading the app and how to go about doing it if you're not, you know, 100% comfortable with downloading apps. And there's a lot of people out there that aren't. But anyway, I'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm. because in the first year that we had this app out there, how long has it been out? I think it's been three years. No today. kidding. Okay. I, I think. And I yep, just learned about it, I don't know, eight months ago. Well, in the first year we had, um, I think it was 500, maybe 600, somewhere in that range, um, uh, concerns that yeah. were sent out to yes. either the, you know, uh, the Office of Development and Code Enforcement, which, Dave, by the way, that name has changed. It used to be the Code Office. Now it's... Uh, uh, the Department of Code Enforcement. Now it's the Department of Development and Code Enforcement. So anyway, they, they would go there, or they could go to the fire department, or they could go to uh, Engineering and Public Works. Mm-hmm. Um, they can go to a number of different places. So in the first year, there was between five and 600 um, uh, note messages or notices that were sent out. The, the following year, I think it jumped to 5,000. So there a lot of people are using the app. Um, it can be used for anything from, you know, if you are a renter and you look at something in your rental unit and it just doesn't look right or it's blatantly, you know, wrong, uh, you know, a broken window that has a plastic bag taped over it. Well, you know, your landlord should repair it. They can certainly take a picture of it or just put a message uh, in the message box and send it to the Department of Development and Code Enforcement or wherever you think it's appropriate you get a whole you can scroll down the list of places it could go uh and it's easy uh the city responds within i believe uh an hour or two that they received it um they the the whichever office it goes to will address it within 24 hours and then we'll follow up on corrective actions taken it can be anything from litter we see a lot of people pushing out things that you know, there's a, a a whole bunch of litter that must have been thrown out of somebody's vehicle sitting in the clover leaf as you're coming off 33 and getting onto East State Street or something like that. I mean, we, we see a lot of those reported. Um, well, it's very useful, folks. I recommend it. Get it. Use it. Help the city. Um, I'm not trying to jazz you here, but we're short on time now. Um, farmer's market. Okay. So, you know, there's this concern about, um, um, I guess, uh, they need to leave the, um, East State Street location because the landowners there wish to have other purposes for that. Um, there's been talk of the, uh, locating there where the dog park two exists as a user dog park two that I would miss that. Um, my dogs take me there. That was a joke. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, what's the where, where do we stand? Uh, well, you know, there was a, a meeting that took place uh, a few weeks back, and it was an interesting meeting. That mm-hmm. that one of the things that kind of popped up is, well, are there potentially other sites mm-hmm. on the uh, community center campus where? farmer's market could go and one place that was identified was just south of where the solar panels are kind of on the east southeast corner of the community center if you will um and that was an interesting possibility for there being a site for a farmer's market to take place so that came out it was something that had been mentioned a year or two ago is it was that a possibility um, are, are we talking about where um, 
there used to be some tennis stuff. and it, It's still there, uh, but we can certainly relocate the tennis I'm told courts. the tennis courts are not in good condition. They're not. Okay. They aren't. Um, and Terry Moore has her punch list of yeah, uh, other sure. things. And, and the advisory board, Arts, Parks, and Recreation Advisory Board, is certainly... Uh, what do they know, anyway? They know a lot. You know I, that. I, I was only on it 30 <laughs> I think, years. I was kidding. I think you have a direct connection, don't you? Anyway. Oh, Nick's on it, That's That's right. That's right. Okay. So, anyway, um, that's where things are at with that. So, they're 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 kind of nowhere. But, it, but another potential option that did come up, as I mentioned, was having it somewhere else on the community center campus well um whatever that's just um uh, i'd like to see it grow to yet another level it is so cool now i i i'm so proud of that farmer's market i am too i am too so um it's not that i want to protect a dog park i want to also have it grow and be even cooler but anyway, um, but I do think we need dog parts. Um, and that was Nick's I idea, agree with too. You. I agree with you. Okay, Armory. Um, you know, you and I got to talk about that sometime. But um, how about annexation? Is is there any talk about any kind of additional annexation? You know, at, at this point, um, when you're talking annexation, you know, and we've discussed this before, the the most logical direction for the city to grow is 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 on higher ground or at least ground that isn't at high risk of flooding um and so i bring that up because people have asked well you know can the city annex further east it's like no um, i mean we could sure further but west. would we would we want to because once you get beyond you know holzer clinic out that direction you're you're in flood plain, if not flood way out there. It's low ground. Um, you know, that's where we see um, a fair amount of flooding. The, it'd be the other direction. Yeah, like you said, it'd be west or southwest. And so... Um, so the, where the sewer extension district uh, is all happening, right? It, it is. It is. Uh, I don't want to scare anybody, but wouldn't that be... Um, are there benefits to living in the city that could be sold to them? Well, there is, um, you know, there, there's over what they have presently, you know, well, I mean, there, we have, I, and I certainly am proud of our volunteer fire departments, but you know, and our fire department will certainly under mutual aid go yes. and battle a fire that's outside the city limits. Um, you know, if they're needed, um, there's police coverage. Um, cause if you think about it as large as our County is, um, you know, the sheriff's department has to cover a lot of territory sure. out there. Um, but it would provide all services, um, you know, and as you mentioned, the sewer extension, but not water delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that out in that direction is serviced by LEAX. LEAX. Right. Um, but those are the things, um, well, I just, um, we are out of time, but uh, I've got a lengthy list, and, and since we had a month or two off, um, it got piled up. But it did, but we'll, it's good being back, Dave. It's, uh, and well, I, I, I do want to mention one thing before we go off, do. and that is, since we had our first snow event, just as a reminder to everybody, please, when we have significant snow events, get out there and shovel your sidewalks if you have a sidewalk. All righty. Um, I'll do the sidewalk. I just won't do my porches. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Never mind. Okay. No, I have to because I don't want my wife to slip. No, of course not. Okay. Um, thanks for coming in. And again, Thank you. congratulations. Thank you. I All appreciate right. it. Well, let's see here, folks. Once again, uh, we have about uh, 30 seconds until CBS News. Temperature today is supposed to get up to 42 degrees. So what snow is still remaining will melt. Um and it's going to be a rather nice day. So let's see here. What do I do now? I guess I wait five, three seconds, and here comes the ID. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H.
is CBS News on the Hour. Real news, real reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Make way, Democrats. Former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick tells CBS this morning he's jumping into the presidential race. You can't know if you can break through if you don't get out there and try. Patrick has said he doesn't think Joe Biden is cutting it. Political correspondent Ed O'Keefe. The 63-year-old served two terms as Massachusetts governor, the first African-American to do so, and the only Democrat to hold the job this century. But it's the work he did before and after his time as governor that's likely to raise questions. He once served as the top lawyer at the oil company Texaco, and most recently worked for the private equity firm Bain Capital. That could draw scrutiny from those was critical of corporate wealth. Patrick is headed for New Hampshire to add his name to the ballot for the 2020 primary. Elections officials in Kentucky are beginning the process of double-checking vote totals in last week's race for governor. Republican Matt Bevan still refusing to concede. Where some people have concern is that it seems those who have the responsibility are a little bit conflicted and seem to be very non-transparent. He trails Democrat Andy Bashir by more than 5,000 votes. Lawmakers are about to find out more on the State Department staffer who overheard a phone call between President Trump and EU Ambassador Gordon Sondland that featured prominently at the first public impeachment hearing. Correspondent Nancy Cordes. He is based at the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine, but he'll be here on Capitol Hill tomorrow testifying behind closed doors. An American terrorist who's been stuck at the Turkish border is a step closer to coming home. Correspondent Cami McCormick. This suspected ISIS member was deported by Turkey and then stranded along the border with Greece, which refused to accept him. Now the Turkish government says the U.S. has agreed to take him back. He's been identified as a 39-year-old American citizen with a Jordanian background. He had asked not to be returned to the U.S. New research released this morning from Stanford University finds staggered injections of an antibody can protect people with severe peanut allergies from life-threatening reactions. Erica Knoll of New York City is hopeful for her 13-year-old son. Even as far as like getting a, a burger in a diner, I have to find out if the bread was made and a plant that has been cross-contaminated with peanuts. A search is underway for a meteorite that fell to Earth somewhere west of St. Louis Monday night. Steve Arnold is a meteorite hunter. The meteorites can be worth from a hundred bucks to into the thousands. The real value is the scientific information they contain. Researchers say Doppler radar shows the space debris is on or near a ranch in Warren County, Missouri. The Dow is down 17 points. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Hey, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Quicken Loans is celebrating our best quarter ever, and now we're celebrating some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates are historically low. You may be able to reduce your rate and save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. This is your chance. Pay off some credit card debt or put some money towards that new bathroom or kitchen you've always wanted. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.18%. That's right, 3.99%, APR 4.18%. While we can't predict what will happen in the future, we do know that rates have dropped and now is the time to save money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn how refinancing now may be the right mortgage solution for you. That's 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.375% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. It'll be a heavenly drop. Courts allowing a Kentucky man to personalize a license plate with the phrase, I'm God. The matter's been tied up in the courts for three years. The state transportation department had fought it, even though it approved other God plates, such as Try God and No God. The man at the center of it, Ben Hart, identifies as an atheist, and he got help with the suit from the ACLU. The Kentucky court called Vanity Plate's private speech protected by the First Amendment. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Never fear, Crown fans. Tobias Menzies, who plays Prince Philip in season three, promises you'll like the new cast. I think we've made some ten, you know, really great episodes of TV, and hopefully people will come to like and admire and want to spend time with us as much as they did with the first cast. Menzies joined Elizabeth Coleman, Helena Bonham Carter, the new Princess Margaret for the UK premiere last night. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. 
I'm adamant about going on my daily walk. One of the things I'm intentional about is safety. I recently discovered Tiger Lady. For almost five years, Tiger Lady, the easy-to-use self-defense tool, has been providing people a sense of safety. Here's what our users have been saying on social media. Tiger Lady is discreet, lightweight, and distills a sense of confidence. All you have to do is make a fist and sharp cat-like claws come out. It also collects DNA, a function that pepper spray and other self-defense tools don't have. Tiger Lady requires no training, is safe to carry, and legal in all 50 states. And Tiger Lady is recommended by self-defense instructors and police officers. I'm always alone in the city. I always make sure I have my claws from Tiger Lady. Tiger Lady has been re-engineered for even sharper claws. Get Tiger Lady today for you or someone you love by going to TigerLady.com. Get a pack of four and a savings of over 15% off. Plus, for this week only, use code TIGER to save an incredible 30% off. Plus, free shipping. Go to TigerLady.com and use the code TIGER. That's TigerLady.com. Ladies, your temperatures today start chilly, but we'll have mostly sunny skies for this afternoon with a high of 42 degrees. Tonight, we're down to 19, the overnight low, with mostly clear skies and calm winds, a little frosty. 45 for your Friday high, mostly sunny. Saturday, 43, mostly sunny as well. We're up to 50 by Sunday. For 13 News, I'm Storm Tracker 13 Meteorologist Brian Hughes. This is Fairhope Hospice Presents, sponsored by Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care and the Pickering House, serving Fairfield, Hawking, Perry, and Athens counties. Now, here's Denise Bauer. Welcome to our program today. We have some great guests with us today. We have Tracy Bauer, and she works with Insura as insurance and marketing uh, for Friendly Care. Welcome. 